Welcome back to Love Alone with Hallie. Bethany. This makes episode five, and this is our Valentine's Day special. Yes. <laughs> All things steamy and love and self-love. Whoa, it's going to be spicy? Well, maybe. You never know what's <laughs> so going to come up. So scandalous. Well, they'll just have to find out. They will. Some people love Valentine's Day and some people hate it. I know. It's such like a polarizing mm-hmm. holiday. There's, I feel like there's not as many other holidays that are as polarizing as Valentine's Day. I agree. Because, yeah, there's some people that it's like, oh, you get all the romance and the love and it's like so special and you get to show your admiration for the people that you love and your partner. And the other half of the people are anti like yeah. they're so anti-Valentine's Day. They're like, it's just a capitalistic holiday to make you like buy chocolates and flowers and spend money and you should show love for your partner every day. And like, yeah, obviously there's truth to ap- appreciating people all the time, year round. all year. <laughs> but like, I feel like I'm more, I'm definitely neutral mm-hmm. on the topic, but like I'd probably lean more towards like Valentine's Day is cute and sweet and I'm just like a romantic at heart anyway so I love it it's cute I feel like that goes into the very first thing I want to bring up Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's so hard being the hopeless romantic that I am Mm -hmm. living in a world that is so just like hookup culture like pro hookup culture and kind of the whole aspect of like wooing a girl has been lost and cheating is normalized and there's just so many things that I feel like in the dating world are relevant today that makes it so difficult for a little old lady like me (laughs) little old soul a little old lady like me who needs to be courted yeah okay one thing you said though is cheating normalized I 100% think cheating is normalized in this day and age. I think it's horrible. Yeah. And I think it's like one of the worst things that you can do in a relationship because you're breaking someone's trust whom you love the most in your life. And like it's a sacred bond that you made when you went into a relationship and to cheat on someone is just a horrible, terrible thing. But I also feel like it gets wrapped into cancel culture too much because there are people that have the mindset of like once a cheater always a cheater and I don't agree with that I think that just as in any other aspect in your life like people grow and change and learn and learn from their mistakes and obviously if someone isn't growing and learning from their mistakes like yeah they're probably not a good person or partner or whatever but I don't think that someone who cheats should just automatically be like, oh, well, you must be a bad person and that's a red flag and you wouldn't date them. I think people deserve second chances. That's my take on cheating. So when I say that cheating is normalized, I know a lot of friends and girls who have been in relationships with maybe someone who they shouldn't have been Mm -hmm. in a relationship with who would get cheated on so many times so many times and 
they just allow it. They like they think that their partner's going to change, but they their partner continues to show them that they're not changing. Yeah. But it's when I say it's normalized, I think it's really rare to have the people that honestly is like me where I'm like, no, if you cheat on me, we probably aren't going to work out. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I could be with someone that cheated on me mm-hmm. because I agree with you. I think it's the worst thing that you could do probably in a relationship to the other person. One of. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that I don't have the feeling that that person couldn't change. It just probably wouldn't be with me. Yeah. I th- I think there is a level of truth to the fact that it's like once that trust is broken mm-hmm. in a relationship, it's very, very difficult to ever grow that trust back. Mm-hmm. It would take two people that are very set on making it work in order to even have the chance of making something work after there has been someone who's cheated in the relationship and I don't think someone who's serially cheating on someone like over and over again Mm -hmm. I don't think that's ever gonna work no like clearly because the person if they didn't feel guilty about it the first time and they went and did it multiple other times like there's it's probably never gonna work yeah but and mm-hmm. my second point to that cheating's normalized is also because some people find flirting cheating. There's some people find degrees. Yeah. And because like we talked in our last episode, like we have social media and everything at our fingertips, I think it's super easy for someone to cheat maybe nowadays because they can just instantly go on social media find someone that they don't know and like they're buying people's only fans and mm-hmm. they're you know doing things that maybe their partner finds that find loyal to them and respectful you know mm-hmm. so the lines are blurry with cheating for sure and you have to have that conversation with your partner absolutely like in the beginning of your relationship that's the most important thing mm. is setting very clear guidelines of what you consider to be cheating Mm -hmm. in the beginning of a relationship because one person's definition of cheating is not the same as another person's definition and so yeah to work that out between you and your partner like Mm -hmm. right from the jump is super important yeah so what is your definition of cheating like what would you define as cheating in a relationship if you were dating someone um I think kissing anything Mm -hmm. from kissing anything physical Besides, like, you know, a hug, you're hugging your friend, whatever. But I'm I'm not the type of girlfriend that's like, you can't talk to, mm-hmm. you know, another girl. Anyone or, of the opposite gender. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Um, I think cheating is flirting with intent. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's, like, in writing and yeah. texting. Like, you can just tell if someone's flirting or not. Like, yeah. it's, like, so obvious, like, if someone's flirting over text. Mm-hmm. Realistically, if we were in a healthy relationship, like, I would be giving them all the attention that they needed Mm -hmm. and vice versa, you know? Like, we wouldn't need to, they just wouldn't need to be doing that Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't need to get that fix. Yeah. You know? I feel like I probably feel kind of similarly to you when it comes to, like, what's cheating and what's not, but I feel like I have a little bit of, like, a caveat in a way 
Mm-hmm. Like, I would be totally fine if my partner, like, she wants to be, like, kissing someone else oh. with, with me being, like, cool, go for it. That's fun. If I am aware of the situation, but if it's any, if it's, like, sneaky or, yeah. like, you're doing something behind my back, like, no. no. Like, that is absolutely cheating. Like, but that's, like, a conversation that would be had prior right you know right not just like i'm gonna go do this thing and i'm not gonna tell bethany about it like i'd be pissed obviously Mm -hmm. and i think it's an unpopular opinion that i have and okay if my girlfriend is like constantly like making out with other people it's like girl no like let's get it under wraps what's Mm -hmm. going on you know but it doesn't really matter if someone's like flirting with my girlfriend because I know at the end of the night, like, she's coming home with me, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't do your thing, whatever. She's hot. Of course you would flirt with her. She's dating me, though, so sorry about it. And that's what I mean when I'm like, I don't care if my guy's, like, talking to girls Mm -hmm. and whatever at the bar, as long as it's respectful to me Mm -hmm. and they, like I said, there's no flirting with any intent or anything, like, okay, whatever. But, like, when you go to go buy them a drink, mm-hmm. like, that line gets a little blurry because they might think that that is making, like, a move on them. And they might get the wrong idea, even if my boyfriend didn't mean anything, uh, like, mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then same thing with, like, like you just shouldn't ask for, like, their number. and no. their, You know, like, things like that. Even if it was all friendly and fun, mm-hmm. it just... It makes the other per it leaves the door open almost for communication to happen. And if that isn't what my boyfriend intended, then he just shouldn't be doing that. Correct. And and that is, is final. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel the same way yeah. about that. But yeah, go have your fun. But you're coming home you're coming home to me. So it doesn't really matter anyways mm-hmm. if other people are flirting with them. It's like we're both secure in our relationship and yeah. they can be like, haha, thanks, you know, appreciate it. But yeah. And if he doesn't want to come home to me, then like, girl, you can have him. Yeah. Like, right. You He's know, for the streets relationships He's over. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like if anyone can have him, then I don't want him. Yeah. So speaking of the streets, mm-hmm. let's talk about hookup culture. Yeah. And just how it's so prevalent in our generation and in our society. And I have some takes on it for sure. Shall I start? Lead the way. I mean, hookup culture is prevalent in all throughout our society. And I just hate how I just hate how it's the norm and how it's the expectation. Like, what happened to taking people on dates and just genuinely, like, enjoying their company and building a friendship and a relationship and having this quality time before, like, anything sexual even has to come about or happen? Mm -hmm. Like, why is that why is first base like hooking up with someone yeah and then second base is like getting to know what they do for a living <laughs> right like, why right. like I'm just I'm just kind of tired of it honestly and I think that hookup culture has like really diminished like the lane of the foundation of a relationship 
And I think it also diminished the actual like beauty and intimacy of the act as well. Mm. Because I think, and I'm going to say it, I think the best sex that you have with someone is the one when you're like literally in love with them. Yeah. You know? And this is in no way, shape, or form being like, don't hook up with people. Like, do whatever you want. Live your best life. If that's what you enjoy and you have fun and like, hell yeah, do your thing. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And like, no one should tell you otherwise. You have the freedom of choice to do whatever you want and that should be celebrated as well. And I think we both have lived both lives Mm -hmm. and we have just come to terms that we're the latter yeah I just think I disagree with you in the sense that the the intimacy between two people who truly love each other or just like truly care for each other Mm -hmm. it just adds so much beauty and safety and think there is a level of when you're comfortable with someone because you know them and you care about them, be like fun and funny and silly at the same time as much as it is like intimate and like sensual. Mm-hmm. There are times where obviously I'm like, damn, like I miss like making out with someone or like hooking up with someone, whatever. But at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't miss it enough to like go out of my way to just like go hook up with someone that I barely know. Mm-hmm. I it just isn't like that for me. Like I'd rather care about you and have like genuine feelings for you if mm-hmm. there's going to be that level of intimacy between the two of us. I found myself in my healing journey reflecting a lot on maybe past just like situationships or hookups and things like that and that I was just like, I don't really want to do this. Like, it, if it doesn't bring me happiness, then why am I doing it mm-hmm. type of thing? And it wasn't that it was, like, emotions involved. It mm-hmm. wasn't any of those things. It just didn't align with my personal beliefs, mm-hmm. and it didn't leave me with a good feeling afterwards. There's a level of, like, could have just not done this thing. Right. Just, like, I could have just watched a movie instead. Mm-hmm. Of going over to this person's house, you know, it's just like not worth it on a certain level. Yeah. And I did find that a lot of those times, usually alcohol was involved. Yes. And I think that's why it made me feel bad because it was like morally, if I didn't have the alcohol, then I probably wouldn't go home with, you know, my little situation ship. That is something I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something that goes hand in hand with like hookup culture Mm -hmm. is most of the time there's like alcohol involved. And I notice like something about myself is the decisions I'd make when I was drinking, especially when it came to like hookup culture and stuff, they are absolutely not the decisions I would have made if I was sober like they just completely did not align with like how I feel internally and like my moral values and beliefs Mm -hmm. and I mean here we are that's why I've been on and off sober for the last like four years and like currently sober and the actions that I take like when I'm drinking even if they're not 
crazy or anything. It's just like they usually wouldn't be something I would do if I was sober. And that's common with like a lot of people, but I'm super sensitive around that. And so I'm just like, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like alcohol is usually always involved in hookup culture. And it's just like, I get it. Like it's a way to like lower your nerves or like lessen your inhibitions and whatever. So maybe it makes it like a little bit easier going and doing this intimate act with like potentially someone who's like a stranger or Mm -hmm. someone you don't know like very well. But it's like that guard that you feel like Mm -hmm. you should be like taking down with alcohol is because they're a stranger and Mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, I need to feel comfortable around them versus Mm -hmm. like, having them take you out on a date and getting to know this person so they're not a stranger for then you to decide consciously if you want to have sex with this person or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, that was I couldn't have said it any better myself, honestly. What else should we say about hookup culture? Dating apps, I feel like, makes this really also normalized. Like, I feel like that's how... tinder even came about was Mm -hmm. it was the hookup app you know Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm on hinge because i'm looking for true love (laughs) i've never downloaded a dating app i've never been on one ever ever why because i'm the hopeless romantic (laughs) that i am Mm -hmm. i feel like um my mr right is going to bump into me at the grocery store with this little cart Mm -hmm. and be like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and can you know he'll drop like the cereal box or whatever I'll be like oh my gosh and then yeah we'll fall in love of course I was recommended um to go or like referred yeah to Raya and I think I went through like the approval process got approved but then I never set up a profile because I was like wait Hallie what are you doing you're not a Stanford dating apps you can't do this Mm mm-hmm I'm not even against them. I'm not. I just really think or I will meet my person organically. And with that, I can't conform to the this day and age's ways. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to until desperate times call for <laughs> desperate measures. We'll check back in in a few months. See and where no, she's at. No, 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 no. In a few years. Okay. We'll check back in. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll check back in in a few years yeah. and see where she's at, if mm-hmm. she's on the apps or not. <laughs> the apps. The apps. I kind of like the sound of it, though. Okay. Well, maybe I just rebranded it for her. In a few years. In a few years. Mm-hmm. All right. I've had dating apps before um, because I do feel like it's harder to meet, like, women out in the world. It's just, it's less common. But that being said, I don't. I like don't even use it like I have hinge and like I'll go on there every once in a while and like match with people and then I don't even talk to them because Mm -hmm. I'm just like I don't want to get to know someone over text and then like go out like I just want to just meet someone like I feel the same way as you I know people have had success stories with it there's so many yeah it's a very like modern day romance I think the furthest I'll go in this type of genre is, like, DM. Me also not partaking in any form of hookup culture is also because I got off birth control, like, 
little over a year now. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge reason to Mm -hmm. not be having sex. And that just terrifies me. I had only ever had sex on birth control. Like, literally, the second I got my high school boyfriend, my mom was like, you're getting on birth control. Mm -hmm. But... How has your body been affected by being on birth control versus getting off of it for about a year? I thought since day one of being on birth control, like literally the first day that I was taking it, I thought it was killing me. Mm. And I don't know why I had those thoughts. I don't know if that was something that like my body was just telling me or what. (laughs) I was just like trigger warning. I don't know, like dry heaving every morning. And I was just like, I felt really icky for however long I was on it five years I think wow yeah um I've tried six (laughs) that's a long time to be on it I've tried to take birth control twice in my life and both times the first time I tried for I think like two months maybe so I I gave it a real go I did my best Mm -hmm. but I was nauseous every single day like miserably nauseous like and it was right when I went to college so I was just like miserable the Mm -hmm. beginning of my freshman year and I think it just like really messed with my hormones as well and so I got off of it because I was like I can't do this and then I tried it one other time when I was dating my ex-boyfriend and I I was on it for like two days and I woke up in the middle of the night and I tried a different brand this time mm-hmm. because I heard, you know, you should maybe try different stuff and see what works for you. So I was taking it for like two days. I wake up in the middle of the night and just throw up like I'm not OK, like miserable, so nauseous. And from that point, I was like, I am never going to take this again. Like, I don't care at all. Like nothing is worth taking this birth control and mm-hmm. like how it is negatively affecting my body and I know people have a lot of different experiences with it and there is a lot of like positives and it helps a lot of people with like their hormones and with their cramps and it can be really beneficial but for me personally I can't take it I I was like this is killing me Mm -hmm. like I'm literally killing myself and like my chances of having children like Mm -hmm. I just was like something fishy is going on here and I don't want to be a part of it it's just funny that you also had that experience you know I don't know I have finally felt human after like getting off the pill and I probably will never go back so that's unfortunate to my partner I saw that there was like a shot for like male birth control that's being tested (laughs) And I think it's great because I think I don't think that it should only be women who like have to worry about like taking birth control or worrying about like contraceptives. Like, so we'll see where that we'll see where the prototype of the male birth control goes. I don't know what like phase it's in right now, but I think that would be a really great thing like for our society and like an improvement like technology wise. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard about that, but that, no, that's interesting. Mm hmm. We've talked about a lot of things, and now it's time to talk about yourselves Mm -hmm. and AKA self-love and loving yourself on Valentine's Day and taking care of yourself because, again, Valentine's Day is a polarizing day to people. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And whether you're in a relationship or not, you can experience love and 
joy on Valentine's Day, whether it's with you or with your friends. You don't have to be dating someone. I think it goes back to the whole premise of the podcast and the name itself and how we originally have always said that we want to destigmatize the word alone and being lonely because just because you are alone doesn't make you lonely Mm -hmm. and you can be surrounded by all your little ladies and friends this valentine's day or family or co-workers or even yourself and have fun and have a good time yeah and enjoy it i think it's important to not put this like added pressure onto yourself that you see these other couples going on dates and like there's romantic gestures happening and you see like posts on Instagram of like, oh, I so appreciate my partner and whatever. And I think it can be easy to like be upset by that potentially when you're seeing all these things about like love and like romance and you're not dating someone. Yeah, you almost feel like you're missing out. Yeah, but like this could be a great time and like a great challenge to yourself to take care of yourself and like love yourself and to what you said like whether you're surrounding yourself with like friends or family on this day or not like you can take yourself on a date like Mm -hmm. set up something cute at your own home and have a movie night and make yourself a dinner and light some candles or go out with your friends and have a galentine's day And there's just, like, so many different ways that, like, Valentine's Day can be celebrated rather than just with a partner. You know, I do have one last, I think, hot take. Let me hear it. How have you navigated friendships after maybe one of your best friends have gotten into a relationship? And maybe you start seeing them less. Mm -hmm. Maybe... They don't take the time to prioritize your friendship and they're prioritizing a new relationship instead. That's a really, really great question, actually. There's layers to it, Mm -hmm. just as there always is. It's a nuanced answer that I'm going to have. But I'm I'm happy for them. Like and and they're happy and they're in like a healthy relationship and they're excited and they're having fun. Like I'm excited for them and I'm happy for them and I want them to spend time with their partner and have fun. And I get it like in the honeymoon stage, like you're just, you're probably not going to see your friend as often and that's something you have to accept. But I do, there is a level to it though, where if this is some, someone that I was like really close with and like we saw each other regularly And then all of a sudden they kind of just like fall off the face of the earth. I definitely would have like a conversation with them to just be like, hey, like I'm so happy for you. And like I love that like you found this love. Mm -hmm. But like I do miss like seeing you. And like is there a way that like we can work into our busy schedules a time where we can still hang out and like spend time together? And that's the thing. It's like it's not going to be the same amount as before probably and that's okay because when you get into a relationship it's going to be like that too but I think if it's a true friendship where the two people really care about each other they'll be able to have a conversation and make it work like to 
have like a dedicated maybe day of the week where you guys get to hang out or have a phone call or whatever it is. So that's how I feel about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm happy for my friend. I'm excited for them. And I just also want to make sure that we maintain our friendship. How do you feel about it? I feel this literally the same exact way. I have done my fair share of being that girl in the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. who has maybe neglected their friends a little bit in the past. And unfortunately, that's something that I was always a, like aware of after a while. And they've all have always been very understanding of it. But I had always found relationship problems starting then because I just probably wasn't with my right person, obviously. It definitely was just jealousy over friendships and and literally sharing my time. Um, I think it was, uh, I mean, we were just young and immature in all avenues, whether that was me, my friends as well, and my significant other at the time. But yeah, it's, it's really important to have your own individual lives in a relationship and be able to spend time with your friends, your partner spend time with their friends, and you both have your own time together as well and with that being said we wish you a happy valentine's day and we love you and we want you to prioritize yourself and giving yourself any extra love that you need today don't forget to rate us five stars on apple podcasts and spotify leave a review it really helps us out and we love reading them and like and subscribe and leave a comment how you're spending your Valentine's Day. Are you going on a date with someone? Are you doing a Galentine's Day? Are you having a cute date night in with yourself? Let us know. And as a reminder, this week we want to challenge you to put yourself first, as always. And a way you can do that is to buy yourself some flowers, light a candle, and write a little love letter to yourself from yourself. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching and happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye. Love Alone is a podcast dedicated to self-love. It's produced, hosted, and edited by cousins Bethany Higgins and Hallie Olson.